0: I'm Disha Philyaw, and I'm the author of The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, a collection of nine stories about Black women, sex, and the Black church. My name is Jerry Crabb.
1: I'm the author and the illustrator of the graphic novels New Kid and Class Act.
0: My name is Anne Winter, and I am an author of children's books. I live in Austin, Texas. Hi everyone. Um, thank you, Gary, so much for having me on. This is a huge pleasure. My name is Andre Fenton. I'm a young adult, author, and poet, spoken word artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hi, Gary. Thank you so much. Um, I am Andrea Wang. I write books for kids, and most recently, uh, my picture book, Watercress, and my debut middle grade novel, The Many.
1: It's personal. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. Uh, I'm always excited for my guests. Um, really, really excited today um, to finally get the chance to, to meet her. We've gone back and forth with emails, maybe a hundred times, and you know what? It finally worked out. So I'm super excited today to, to speak with her. Um, do you mind introducing yourself?
0: Sure, Um, my name is Ashley Woodfolk. I'm the author of a few different novels, um, The Beauty That Remains, When You Were Everything, and a series called Fly Girls. Um, I'm a co-author in the novel Blackout, and my next book is coming out in April, and it's called Nothing Burns as Bright as You.
1: Ashley, you are um, always busy, uh, and a prime (laughs) example of that is like the last, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so, <laughs> uh, what does your like day in the life look like? I know you have the younger one. Um, you have an awesome husband. Um, what does your day in the life kind of look like?
0: Yeah. So um, my kid is in, my kid is two. His name is Nico. Um, and he is now in daycare three days a week. Um, so on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I, um, try to get work done (laughs) while he is away. Um, my husband usually drops him off in the morning and then I pick him up in the afternoon. So after I like walk my dog, um, I'll come back and try to work for a few hours, um, before I have to go pick him up. And then in the afternoon, after I pick him up, we usually go to the park. Um, or we'll come, we'll go to Trader Joe's. He loves going to Trader Joe's. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, we'll come home, hang out a little bit, um, and have dinner once my husband is done with work, um, and then bath time and bedtime. Um, if it's a Tuesday or a Thursday, um, he is with me all day. Um, so I try to plan like a morning activity and an afternoon activity, um, whether that be going to the park or going to a museum or doing some kind of craft or something um, at home. Um, I usually try to get outside at least once a day. So with him. Um, so if we don't go out in the morning, we definitely go out <laughs> in the afternoon. Um, sometimes we go to the library. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are a little more hectic and like flexible. Um And then on the weekends, I, we sort of switch, um, where my husband keeps him (laughs) most, (laughs) the majority of the day. And I try to write, Um, unless, and then like, we try to do something together as a family, at least like one thing a weekend, like maybe we'll go, um, eat outside somewhere or, you know, just take the dog on a really long walk, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love
1: that. Like but that. that's
0: sort of yeah that's sort of what what life is right now yeah wow
1: and i want to applaud you because i know that just being a parent for one being a mother but being a parent also is just like such a full-time job um and for, for sure. you to be creating such beautiful work for people like myself kids adults etc it's just like a testament to who you are as a writer and a person because um I truly believe that you put your heart into every piece that you that you create, and I can see it through the work that you do. And on top of that, you're doing all the things you just mentioned. <laughs> so I appreciate that.
0: It's a struggle <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, but I um, it's it's funny. Like whenever I complain about anything related to like writing or work, um, my husband always says, "Oh yeah, it must be so hard living your dream." <laughs> What a struggle to live your
1: dream. So that is funny. That's you know it's so interesting because um I'm a teacher, my wife's a teacher, and I took um after receiving a contract a year ago, um I took a year off as well. Well, I don't want to say I took a year off. I just decided I wasn't gonna go back and mainly Mm -hmm. partially because the pandemic, partially because like this was my dream, it was to write, etc. And like literally what you just said is what she says to me all the time. We don't have (laughs) kids. But like, yeah. oh, oh it was such a tough day. Like, it couldn't like figure out this sentence, and she's like, "Really? really? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this is what we're talking about right now."
0: <laughs> yeah, like this is what you wanted. You chose this.
1: <laughs> I feel you. I totally feel you. Um, yeah. I want to know more about your husband. I've seen pictures and stuff, and I've heard you speak about him mm-hmm. um, before. But what are the what are some of the things you love about him?
0: um he is hilarious um he definitely has his like dad joke moments that are not funny but generally he's pretty he's like a pretty funny guy um he's just like very sarcastic and he is very like deadpan and so he has like really excellent like comedic timing
1: um
0: like i feel like a good example is um so he's chinese american and i'm black And so I usually, like, after our kid takes a bath, I usually just braid his hair right away. And his hair is pretty straight. I was actually very surprised when he was born by how straight (laughs) his hair was. Um, And so it was, like, one of the first times in a really long time that I had let his hair air dry. And he had, like, all these little, like, spirals in the front of his head. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, where did those spirals come from? They're so cute. And my husband just goes, well, he is black. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So like, it's like that, like all the time. Um, (laughs) So so yeah, he's really funny. Um, He's super, um, he's super like disciplined, Um, like way more disciplined than I am. And he's really good at like calling me out when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, very incredibly loyal, um, incredibly just like, he's like the kind of person that you can always like count on to like get shit done, you know? <laughs> like, like I'm all over the place. I, I always describe our relationship as like, I am, like, a balloon, like, a (laughs) helium-filled balloon, and he is, like, the string that, like, keeps me tied to the fence, (laughs) you know? Yeah, like, he's just, like, the exact opposite of me in every way, Um, but, like, I I think that's what makes us work, like, he sort of keeps me grounded, and I sort of make him a little bit more, like, whimsical and, like, Let's do mm-hmm. something, you know, unplanned for once. Uh-huh. Like, you
1: uh-huh. know, it's that kind of so stuff. funny. Yeah. you know. It's so funny, Like, we have so many similarities. I don't want to say them because I just think it's hilarious. So my wife yeah. is uh, Indian. She's so, I'm also in an inertial uh, marriage. Yeah. And we're total opposites. Like, complete opposites as well. I am so, like, not, I don't want to say airy. Because I could have, like, a negative connotation. But I'm, like, very, like, out there. Yeah. Um, very not planned. Like I just don't right. plan things. Um, right. she is very scheduled based. Like,
0: yep. we'll have her
1: ducks lined in a row, we'll take care of things, and I'm very much like, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah. We'll get it done. Yeah, um, that's how I, but I find like everything you're saying, I can so connect with on yep. so many levels. But it yep. works for some strange reason. Um, it works. Mm-hmm. And I do think that balance. Is awesome because you learn so much from from each other as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah.
1: How long have you guys been uh, together?
0: Oh my god. Um, probably. Probably, if it's not twenty years, it's like very close to twenty years. What? Like, maybe amazing. like maybe like eighteen or something. Like we started dating when we were freshmen in college, and we never broke wow. up. <laughs> What does that mean? What does that mean?
1: Freshman in college. Freshman in college.
0: So, yeah, like, we were, like, 17 and 18, I think. Um, Wow. Yeah. And we started dating second semester only because I was very adamant about not wanting a boyfriend first semester. (laughs) What do you mean only because? (laughs) Because, like, I liked him and he liked me, but I had been, like, super vocal about that because I was, like, I want to have the college experience. and like
1: whatever. Like <laughs> Um What was his reaction to that? Like you said he obviously knew. But like he, I on. mean
0: I feel like when I first was saying it, we had just met, so it was like whatever. But then like as time went on, it was like wait. <laughs> 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 so, like, we started, I think school came back um, from Christmas break, like, ja- like late January, and we started dating, like, the first week in February. Wow. Yeah.
1: So you knew, like, you both knew
0: then. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we, we had definitely been flirting. We had been to some parties together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually another guy who was interested in me and, like, We went to this party and that guy was there and he was kind of like coming on to me and I left with Cass, his name is Cass, my husband's name is Cass, Um, and we sort of got into like a fight and he was like, you were being so mean to him, like he likes you and he's putting himself out there and you were being so mean to him and I was like, why do you care? about some other dude and like <laughs> how I'm interacting with some other guy. And then he was like, I don't know. I just think it's messed up that like somebody's putting themselves out there and you're like re- openly rejecting him. And I was like, well I'm rejecting him because I like you, dumbass. Like oh my God. So we had this like fight like on the street, because we're both like, you know, drunk after a college party. Of course. Of um course. we get back and he's like, oh <laughs> And then we like get back to the dorm and he was like, wait, you like me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we like talked it out. And I mean, there have been other, like every time we were going out, I was always like, is he going, you know, mm-hmm. like there have been lots of, the signs were everywhere. Oh. <laughs> um, but, but I'm yeah. wondering like,
1: so that's amazing. I love that. I love that you've been together for so long. You know each other obviously so well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming family-wise, you know each other's family so well, also. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you? How does one maintain that? Um, I don't know along those lines, or if you even are married. Um, what? How do you? Like, how do you continue that like love for someone? Because you're literally seeing. You're both watching each other grow up, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. freshman year, you're still, like, extremely young. Um, what yeah. are some of the things, what are some of the things you do to maintain that, like, love and relationship?
0: Um, I, I mean, I, let me be clear. Like, it hasn't <laughs> been, of like, course. a smooth road. 100%. 100%. <laughs> With no
1: totally bumps Totally Totally understand. Like, totally understand.
0: Um, so, like there have been challenges. Like we definitely, we don't really fight as much now. Um, we used to fight a lot more, um, like, you know, like before we got married, um, and even like maybe the first couple of years of our marriage. But I think that we sort of got to a point where we sort of realized that we had different communication styles and we had like a very intense conversation about like the better, like better ways that we could approach each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of avoidant when it comes to those kinds of things, or i I used to be, and that would cause problems because, um he's the opposite, like he's very he's not very confrontational, but he's like upfront. um and so we are, the,
1: we are literally the same like our, you don't even understand. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, get it. I think, like once we sort of realized that, and he was like, it makes me he told me that it made him feel like, um, he was the only one having issues, or he was always complaining because I would never be open or, like say how I was feeling or if I had a problem with something. And mm-hmm. that made him feel bad or made him feel like he was always complaining about things or having issues with me. Um, and so. I started being more open, which was a struggle. (laughs) Um, But I think part of the reason why, not to get too deep, but (laughs) I think part of the reason why I struggled with that is because I had some sort of unresolved, like self-worth stuff that I had to work Mm -hmm. through. And once I worked through the self-worth stuff and sort of got to a place where I was like, oh, like his love for me is unconditional. I think I didn't really believe that for a while. And once I started believing that, it became much easier for me to be open with him because I didn't feel like if I said or did the wrong thing, he would leave. Or if I said or did the wrong thing, I would like cause this huge rift in our our relationship or something. Um, And I I think what happens in a lot of relationships is people are unwilling to like, turn the camera lens on themselves and like look at themselves and see what about their personality or their trauma or their shit is contributing toxicity to their relationship. And that's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to look at. Um, but I think doing that work is really helpful, um, in sort of noticing what your patterns are especially your unhealthy patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say do that. (laughs) And then I would also say, I think a lot of people think of it as corny, but I really truly believe in love languages and in learning to love someone in their love language, even if that doesn't come naturally to you. Um, So finding out or figuring out what your partner's love language is and then going out of your way to be there for them in that way. Um, and like, for people who don't know what love languages are, you can Google it, but there's five of them. <laughs> um, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, gifts. And what is the last one? I'm missing one.
1: Um, you already said mine, so I like don't even remember what the other ones are.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's five. Um, yeah. But knowing what those are is really what your partners is, what their top like couple are Um, is really important because you could be, for instance, if yours is gifts, you might just be buying your partner gifts because that is how you like receive love. But if your partner is quality time, like they don't care about these gifts, they just want to hang out with you. <laughs> um, I so agree. I think that's I think that's really important, um, really important to know wow so, I've, yeah I've so those would be so my nice. two things
1: that's amazing looking at
0: yourself and and the love language things Yeah,
1: I, I love that and i think for me at least um just hearing like the growth and the stuff that you both have done to maintain what you have is just so special to hear um and it's so healthy right like like you mm-hmm. said in the beginning like it, there's been tons of bumps and arguments right. and fights because it wouldn't be what it is right now if it wasn't for all of that so I'm glad right. you you mentioned that as well um what's your favorite thing about being a mom because it is relatively new for you um yeah and that experience like what's it like for you to be a mom like, especially during these times which is you know just
0: yeah wild,
1: basically. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: um, that's so funny nobody has ever asked me what's my favorite thing um, Wow.
1: You can name more than one as well, or it can be very broad as well. There doesn't have to be a specific thing.
0: I think my favorite thing is, is getting to know him, Mm. which is, it seems weird to say, but like, I I feel like when you, you have this little baby, right. And they're just like a potato. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they just like, or like a leech, really. <laughs> they just sort of like, they're just like this bundle of need. And slowly but surely, they become a person. And then you're just like, holy shit, like, you're a person. <laughs> you have like, thing like you have like things that you like, and things that you don't like. And like, you notice certain things and don't care about other things. And that is so weird. <laughs> it's really? like totally normal, but it's just, it's weird to grow some body inside of you and then to like have to figure out who they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's, it's also very strange to like, I think partially because of the pandemic, I'm just like with him so much um, that whenever I'm not with him, I'm just like, how is he not like right here? Mm. (laughs) Like how is it possible that we can like be in separate places? Um, It's just like very bizarre. But I think my favorite part is just like learning him and like learning his likes and dislikes and just like getting to know him the same way. I mean, maybe because I'm an extrovert, I like getting to know people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like, it's just funny to like, get to know my own kid. And like, um, I really like teaching him things. Cool. Like, I really like, sh- like, he knows, Um, he knows like all of his letters, all of his numbers. Um, this week, we're working on opposites.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: so just like, I really like teaching him stuff because it's so cool when he like catches on. I still remember he was like 18 months the first time he recognized the letter and he like brought it to me and he was like T cause we had the little Aww. like magnet letters. Cause you know, it's like, it's weird to feel like you're just like talking to yourself. <laughs> for, like, months and months and months, and then all of a sudden, he, like, says something, and I'm, like, oh, my God, you were paying attention to me that whole time, (laughs) or, like, I'll be, like, singing songs, and I'll have, you know, I've sung this song, like, 18 bajillion times, and then all of a sudden, he'll start singing along, and I'm, like, oh, my God, you were paying attention to me. (laughs) Like, what? You were listening?
1: That is so cool, and he's growing literally every single day, so, yeah, I can see like moments where you're just like so surprised or you're just seeing yeah. growth or he's moving or grabbing or rolling or standing or whatever the case may be and it like trips yeah. you up because like yeah over time you're just watching it slowly gradually change and yeah. like yeah it, it's so so cool to watch um for
0: sure I can imagine all
1: the feelings all the feels yeah. you have throughout that process. yeah
0: so like something funny right now is he like is suddenly like very into the color green Um, And so we were at at Wegmans today and I was like, oh, do you want to get some apples? And he was like, yeah. And so I started picking up the apples and he was like, no, green ones. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then we were getting grapes and I was like, do you want grapes? And he's like, yeah. And I started picking up the purple ones. He's like, no, green ones. (laughs) You have to get like green everything. Like I left with like green apples, green grapes, pickles, like... (laughs) the green like box of juice like I love it I love
1: yeah, it so- so it's just, um I have a an, um younger cousin um mm-hmm. who had uh, a baby boy he's around two I think now actually as well mm-hmm. um and eating has been a little bit of an issue What's his mm. like app- I know we talk about babies a lot and I don't mind. I think this is really cool. Uh yeah. what's his like appetite like? So he bought all these things. Will he
0: Oh he, he eats does? everything.
1: Oh, that's so cool.
0: He eats everything. So he cool. like eats he likes kimchi. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he, likes- he loves he loves like raw <laughs> onion, like
1: <laughs> Wow, what a palate. He fully has
0: like a Chinese palate and like Asian palate and he will like eat like anything Um, I mean I'm a pretty adventurous eater too like I'm not picky at all Um, Cass isn't picky at all so he definitely gets it honest Um, Mm -hmm. but he oh he is picky about like texture so like um, he doesn't like like prosciutto it's like too like it's like a weird like stringy texture for him so like he won't eat that but he loves like crispy bacon (laughs) so so, he's high maintenance.
1: this child is high i know (laughs) he
0: like cast made um like homemade dumplings and he like demolished them
1: (laughs) i love that though that is amazing it's so it's so cool for one to have it for him to be able to have or even introduce that type of food so early on mm-hmm. it's just like so cool because i find that specifically for me growing up like i grew up in canada all mm-hmm. black community like we ate like one type of food right right always fried always like vegetables and the meat like very like right of, not necessarily simple but like basic very small very basic like yeah and I was scared. And once I got out of my bubble, even in school, going out with friends, then traveling, like I was terrified in the beginning to just try things. And I think it was because, for one, my palate had never tasted anything like it before. I had never seen mm-hmm. it. Um, but as a kid, when you're introduced to stuff like that, um, the joy of just like eating
0: <laughs> yeah, can be
1: so much more pleasant. Um, yeah. Over no, me and, Cass, me and Cass
0: talk about that too because, like, mm-hmm. I had a very similar upbringing where, like, it was just like soul food, basically, was all like, day,
1: every day, all day.
0: day. Yes, exactly. Um, and then you know, Cass is is Chinese American, so he grew up eating Chinese food. But like, other than that, it was just like spaghetti, like burgers, yes. like regular, <laughs> you know, shit. And so, whenever we're giving him something like sushi we're just like what two-year-old gets sushi like what the hell (laughs) he's high maintenance but i think i i love it i truly
1: if you i think it's one of those things where like if you have the opportunity to introduce these things to a child at such a young age they're gonna appreciate it so much more and then it's not even just that like they get to understand it more like as he gets older he's gonna have questions about it like I, it's just so it's cool it's really cool that he's and now every time I talk to him i would be like what's he like what's he, got, what's he eating <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was asking for kombucha the other day oh my god Cass makes it so Cass makes <clears throat> it from like wow. scratch and like he he makes it in like batches and so he'll have we have like a little cooler and he'll put the you have to let it like ferment or something I don't know how yeah yeah um but he like came into the bedroom and he opened the cooler and there was none in there and he was like kombucha all gone (laughs) are you kidding me two years old or are you kidding me so, yeah, oh, I have awesome. a bougie Brooklyn baby. I love I really
1: it. Do. I love it. I love it so much. And speaking of Brooklyn, I think there's obviously so much history there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've already already been talking for, or I'm almost at the time, but I have a couple more questions. Um, what <laughs> did, uh, I guess, what did Brooklyn look like for you as a kid? Um, and you can start as far back as you want to. Uh, yeah. High school, I, actually, I,
0: I actually wasn't born here. Um, I I grew up in Washington, D.C.
1: Washington? So let me know. How does that work then?
0: So I grew up in Washington, D.C. I went to school in New Jersey. And then I moved to New York after school.
1: After school. Okay. Yeah. So so I've been in Brooklyn.
0: Oh, yeah. D.C. was amazing. Um, It was was a great place to grow up. Um, I feel like similar to New York, it has sort of all of the city... I don't know, the city sort of accoutrement. (laughs) like there's museums and Uh monuments and all that stuff. Um, But then there's also like, DC is a very like residential city. Um, It's also like very green. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a place where you live in the city, but it feels a little suburban Mm -hmm. Um, in certain neighborhoods. It definitely did in my neighborhood. I grew up um, near a university, so It was like very like low key and lots of parks and um, I grew up about 10 minutes from my grandmother's house. So I was always there. Um, So I had like a pretty storybook, I would say childhood. Um, And then I went to school, I went to Rutgers um, in Jersey. And then after school, I moved back home for like a year because I couldn't find a job because it was 2008. (laughs) Um, And then I got a job at Random House, and so I moved um, back to Jersey and actually lived in Jersey for a year or two, and then I moved into the city. Wow. Um, So I've been in New York for about 10 years now.
1: Wow, so I can obviously see the love, why the love for New York? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I hated New York for the first couple of years that I lived here, Um, but I feel like you have to go through a couple of New York winters and then like once you sort, it's sort of like a um I don't know a rite of passage and then once you get past that you're like okay I get it I I love it here it's amazing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah it makes sense and I think New York in itself similar to I've been to a lot of states so I can't really say but I just know because I've been to New York a couple yeah. times it's just different and mm-hmm. depending on where you are in New York you're going to get different vibes as well. And for someone yeah. like you who had spent so much time, and you said you were in Jersey at one point too, mm-hmm. which is very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could totally see why moving from anywhere and living in New York would be, I, I guess I, I want to say difficult, but maybe not for everybody, but it it brings lots of different challenges. Um, yeah. Um, it's jarring. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, lot. a lot. And it and I find like it's very... Um, I have been there in a while, but when I was there, it's just very busy, like all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and that
1: can be hard for specific people, depending on like their personalities and, and their other experiences that they go through as well. Sure. Um, Ashley, I have so many questions for you, but I don't want to keep you. I know Let's probably- keep
0: going. My you know, kids are sweet. I'm day good. It starts at like
1: six, like super early and then it ends like quite late and you're it's- so busy throughout the day.
0: I'm fine. Honestly, if I wasn't, this is like, this is like my, this is my time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so like, I'm good. If you want to talk longer, I'm happy to talk longer.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So I, I will go through most of the questions.
0: And I was related.
1: late. Well, that's true no. too.
0: <laughs> I was late.
1: That is true.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause my kid was um, screaming. That... <laughs> but every, you had every, every right to be late, obviously um and we've already unpacked that so it doesn't matter it's okay so oh, we're good it's okay you write um amazing books for kids um and i love to ask this question to authors specifically just i guess creators in in general um what's your like why i have an idea i kind of already know because i i know you as um a writer because mm-hmm. i've read your work and i've listened to you speak before um mm-hmm. but what is your why for writing
0: I write for my younger self, for the books that like I was looking for, but I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. And I think I also write for the kid who is is in the same boat, right? Who is looking for a certain kind of story and they're having a hard time finding it. Um, I've always wanted, like when I was a kid, I was always looking for books about black girls that were not, you know, struggle, um, struggle porn. Um, mm-hmm. And those books were really, really hard to find when I was a kid. They're a little easier to find now. Um, and like, luckily, like more and more of those kinds of books are are finding um, a home to be published. But we still have a really long way to go. Um, And so I think, I think that's my main why. I think the other part is I am just like haunted by stories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they follow me around. They won't leave me alone. Um, And I think that whenever I feel that way about a story, I feel like I have to write it. So it's almost like I don't even have a choice. Um, It's like, I hope somebody wants to read this because I got to write it.
1: (laughs) It's coming regardless of what you think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, my first, I, I write a lot about loss because I think that's something that has kind of haunted me a little bit throughout my life. Um, So my first book is about grief. And my second book um, is about, you know, a friendship breakup, like losing a a very close friend. Um, Not not in like a death way, but just not being friends with them anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, my most recent book is sort of about like, queerness and toxicity and the ways that that can play out um in friendships um and so yeah these are these are all things that i thought a lot about when i was younger and felt isolated by um, and so i think that yeah that's that's my why it's like I
1: love that. yeah I love it's that. a little it's yeah. a little
0: bit of it's a little bit of theory therapy
1: Like it is is for myself. It is, but I I think that's where I'm very much new on my writing journey. Um, But when I hear authors specifically talk about the work that they do, almost 100, like 10 out of 10 times people say, like, their best work has come from a place of just like, you know, like their heart and the therapy that they like, it's just stuff that they've had to deal with or they think about Mm -hmm. so often um so I see that within your writing obviously Mm -hmm. so I appreciate all of the stuff that you go through as a writer creating that because I know it's very difficult and we fall in love with our characters we feel for our characters and you revisit trauma at times as well so um I appreciate you sharing those stories because they're 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 valuable they're fun they're sad they're all those things um and I know it's very difficult so I appreciate I appreciate you I do. Thank you. I do. I do. I have, I have one more question. Yeah. Um, I actually, two more. One will be relatively quick, I think. Um, I guess, and you touched on it a little bit. Just um, your time in, like, university, and what did that look like for you? And I guess, I don't know how long ago that was, but what did that look like for you um, as a female, um, as being Black? Um, and you're also, I'm assuming you went um, to school for, I don't know exactly what it was, but I'm assuming it was within literature.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: What did that space look like for you?
0: Yeah. Um. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, college was amazing. College was so fun. Um, I think that I'm like very, very grateful that I went and that I had, you know, the ability to go. Um, and I would recommend it as for like anyone as like, just like a launch pad, like it's like four years to just like delay the real world if nothing else, you know? Um, and I, I don't know who I would have been without those four years. I don't know who I would have become. Um, I think I would be a very different person because college was just illuminating, in a way that I did not expect it to be, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll say that, Um, but I, so I majored in English and communication. Um, I knew that I wanted to write, but I was too chicken shit to just like really like go for it, you know, and be like, I'm going to be a writer. Um, I was too afraid to do that, so I was kind of like, well, how can I be like writing adjacent, (laughs) 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 Um, and So I did, um, major in English literature and then communication was sort of like my side thing because I was like, I feel like this is the thing that will get me a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) English. I did for love communication. I did for (laughs) like, hopefully I can be employed. (laughs) Um, and, um, when I you know, I loved all of my English classes. I actually did like an independent study my senior year where I wrote like, I don't even know, like a 60-page thesis or something like that um, about the representation of Black female bodies in literature across like, wow. like decades or something. Um, wow. And so it was always... It was always something that I knew I would like sort of come back to. I just didn't really know how. Um, So when I first graduated, I actually taught um, for a year. And then I read this book called I'm an English major, now what? (laughs) And and, um, in that book, it mentioned a program, a publishing program in New York. Um, There's one in Columbia, there's one at NYU. And I applied to them and I got into the one at NYU. And so I did this like summer intensive that basically just like teaches you all about both magazine and book publishing. Um, And so I did that. And then shortly after that was when I got the job at Random House and I started working in publishing. So I worked in publishing um, for almost 10 years. And yeah, I got my first book deal at the tail end of that um but I was still too afraid to like quit my day job because I was like who knows like this could be a fluke (laughs) of
1: course of course I I, I totally understand that and I think as a new writer you have those insecurities you have absolutely imposter syndrome like I again as I mentioned I still am going through that journey and I have it all the time so I totally understand what you're saying Um, And I
0: also don't think there's anything wrong with like having a day job the whole time that you're an author. Like I know plenty of people who are balancing both those things because having a, like nothing can replace having a guaranteed paycheck. Like I'm not going to pretend like um, publishing is not all over the place. I am just blessed and lucky um, in that I've had a few lucrative deals And my husband has a very steady, like, good job. (laughs) And so it was a situation where once we had Nico, because I was planning to keep working. Um, I was not planning to quit my job at all. Um, But once we had Nico, um, I had actually, this is actually a funny story. So I'll tell it very quickly. But um, I had actually gone off the pill, and we were going to start trying. And I was like, it's going to take forever. To get pregnant, because this is probably TMI, but (laughs) I have endometriosis and I had to have surgery, and so I only have one ovary, and so I was like, "Who knows if I'll even get pregnant? Like, this is gonna take fucking forever." Um, so I signed, but I was like, "But when the time comes, I want to make sure that we're sort of like flush with cash." (laughs) So I signed, of course, that's
1: normal,
0: right? Exactly. So I signed a couple of different book contracts back to back. Um thinking like, oh yeah, like let me just bang out these books before I have a baby, like obviously, um, by the time, you know, I get pregnant and like the baby comes, I'll you know, have like money in the bank. Um, and I got pregnant like six weeks after I went off a pill. <laughs> it always works that way. Uh-oh. Why does it always happen? <laughs> so then we were in a situation, okay? because I had all these deadlines and I was about to have a baby and I had a full-time job and I was like this is not gonna work (laughs) so we had like a really like intense like heart to heart where I was like I really don't want to quit my job but I feel like I can't do all of these things like all of these things are impossible um and so, you know we we made that decision, and so I left my job, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, "Well, if I didn't quit before, I would have quit now so. you have
1: to you have to, yeah, yeah, wow, what is like I think I think this. Is, i'm I'm super happy that both of you have a um healthy I don't know your story so much, but I want to say healthy little boy, and yeah, you guys yeah. are doing so well because it and one of the reasons why I love this. Selfishly, this podcast is for myself because I get to talk to cool people selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love just hearing, like, the journey because people always just get to see, like, like Ash's books and her mm-hmm. writing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love hearing about your ups and downs and your worries and stuff because it just makes you, like, I know, again, because I've i listened to, listened to you, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't really get to to see that stuff Right, um, some yeah. of the things that you've gone through as just like I don't want to say regular, but just like as a human, the stuff that you right. go through outside of online. So I appreciate you just being so vulnerable um, and open um, to just sharing your life outside of being an author. Because yeah, um, we I appreciate I appreciated you then, but I appreciate you even more um, because of all that. So thank you.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is awesome, and it's so. I'm going to have to tell my wife, like, we are so similar.
0: <laughs>
1: relationship is so similar. It's so funny. Like, everything you were saying, I was like, yep, yep, yep. Like, I am you, and uh-huh. my wife is your husband. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: I know so, <laughs> so many funny. people who have, like, a similar <laughs> dynamic going on. For some reason, we, like, find each other.
1: I I know. <laughs> totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you online?
0: <laughs> um, I'm Ash Writes everywhere, so A S H W R I T E S.
1: Awesome. Um, and what can we? You mentioned it in the beginning. Uh, what are some? I Actually, you can mention all of them. Some of the books that you have out, obviously the most recent ones. And what are you? What can we look forward to in the future?
0: Um, when will this air? Because there's something that is going to get announced in a little while. And I want to know if I can um, say it or not.
1: <laughs> I, can, I can frame it. I can schedule it for whenever you want to. So it could be. Okay.
0: So if it's after, as long as it's after March 1st, then that'll be good. Um. After
1: March 1st. All right. Yeah. I, oh, that's was okay. I was thinking March. is so long, but that's only like. But it's like a
0: week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have three full-length novels, um, The Beauty That Remains, When You Are Everything, and my next novel is coming out April 5th, Nothing Burns As Bright As You. Um, I'm a co-author in Blackout, and there is another book with the six of us coming out, um, at the end of the year called Whiteout. Um, oh my gosh! And, <laughs> don't do it! it don't set, do it to us like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in Atlanta during a snowstorm. Wow. Um, and then uh, I have my series of I. They're sort of like novellas. Um, called Fly Girls, and there's four of those. Um, they're super short, excellent for um kids who don't like long books. <laughs> But they're juicy, um, and they're quick. Um, So those are good for for those reluctant readers. Um, And I think that's all I can talk about right now.
1: Wow, that's so amazing.
0: Oh, wait, no, I have another one um, at the end of the year um, called Opening My Eyes Underwater, which is my first nonfiction book. It's a book of essays.
1: Wow, you see like. It's so funny this I remember listening to you it's like in the middle of this podcast, you're like, I'm over we're gonna be overwhelmed, having a kid, like all this stuff. Now you're like, "It is
0: easy. <laughs> it is not easy. It's a struggle. I am on the struggle list every single day. I saw this, I saw this um like meme that said, um, when you ask how I am and I say I'm functioning, this is what I mean. And it was like a picture of like a broken sink, and it was just the faucet and the drain. <laughs> like that is where I live oh, right now I love it I love it and I think I think
1: honestly it's just it. I love also talking to authors because it just inspires me so much to not necessarily just get the work done but like just continue to like I don't want to say push yourself because I don't like that but like I guess yeah. it inspires me just to continue to do what I'm doing um yes. and hearing you just obviously being so inspired by the work that you're doing and all these opportunities again it just makes me feel um blessed to be going into that kind of field in regards to like writing literature um and just continuing to talk to people like you because it is extremely inspiring to watch the work that you do on top of um the most important part of being a mom um, being a loving partner etc so um, i'm just so happy we got to hang out finally
0: me too, um, I'm glad did, it came together. It had a little slight,
1: slight delay in the beginning <laughs>
0: slight delays. I mean time is weird
1: <laughs> it is. time is it weird is. it is and i I appreciate you so much, and I hope someday like i'm we're in the we live in the Philippines, but yeah, I don't know, hopefully someday we get to run into each other. Um, hopefully I'm we'll, sure all I'll see you days. at a
0: book festival or something. I think you will. I think you will. And
1: I honestly hope that your husband is alongside of you or you're together. <laughs> my, and we could just have a conversation. And I think it would be so much fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it.